Lastly, after 57 years of pain, it's coming home. And didn't it just? <laughs> Holy Toledo, Batman. Glad to see uh, the Melbourne captain was allowed to say something. Oh, old Big Nose stuffed it up something fierce, didn't he? Can't believe it. Basil, he stuffed up the... He, he, he killed the swimming. I can't believe it. killed that. Killed the swimming at the Olympics. Yeah, and people, if you don't believe us, yeah. go back and watch the Olympics and watch a, a world record being broken and Basil's... Calmly saying, and a world record has been broken. Get up and about, mate. Come on, Basil. Yeah, welcome to Caesar and the Publican people for this grand final review. Or maybe it should be the fanboy and the fraud. But uh, <laughs> The fanboy and the fraud? What is that? Jeez, you were getting amongst the D's players, mate. Well, give us a call when your brother's just coached at a, a premiership. Up and about, you'll be your day. Fanboy it up, I don't give a fuck what you think. Huh. I've noticed that. <laughs> oh, that's a great opening, mate. Well done. Is that you've been sitting on that one for a while? No. I no. think you have been. I think this morning you said I've got an intro you won't like. I was waiting for something really bad. Well, you're happy about it, so <laughs> <laughs> but but just like everything else I say, yeah, that you're happy about. It, so. oh, ha, ha, ha. There's a whole victim mentality <laughs> over here. How good was that? It was pretty good. It's good. That's pretty good. Yeah. I cannot believe just the insane level of football for that last minute of the third and then virtually the entirety of the last. I've never seen that that, that in, in any football for a game that the Demons were... I'd, say on the ropes, but they were 19 points down and English has just hit the post. They needed... And, and the doggies were looking all right. The doggies were looking all right. They needed... Um, probably better than all right. That's understating Remember it. I said to you, we need consecutive goals. Yep. And... And I think I responded by saying, one would be handy. <laughs> and not only did they go consecutive, they went 16 and one. Phenomenal. Now, I, haven't, I haven't seen anything like that in, in football before. Um, that was... Amazing to be sitting there watching it live. When they kicked the one, two, then we're like, shit, bang, shit, we're in the lead. And then that third quarter, we were sitting there saying, oh, surely we've got enough time for one. Do we have enough time for one more? They kicked three more in 47 seconds. And I don't think I realised until watching the replay, I'm like, hang on, oh, I've, I've got this wrong. Because there's only 47 seconds left. <laughs> and, oh, they're not going to kick one or two goals in that time. They kick fucking three. Three. Three absolute belters as well. The Petrarca goal. Um, well, he's kicked two. He's kicked the opener. When was the last time someone's kicked the opening goal and they've won the norm? Not sure. I know. I'll have to get old. Swampy onto swampy that. Swampy onto that one. Also the youngest yeah. AFL coach. Got to get Swampy onto that too. I reckon he's up there. Got to be close. If we're gonna, and we're not going to include VFL when blokes like Ted Whitten were captain coach at the age of. Would you tell me twenty one? Twenty one. He was named captain coach of the uh, doggies. Wasn't a premiership coach, but no. um, those VFL ones you wouldn't think would be something you want to talk about. I think uh, Charlie Sutton was the coach, wasn't he? Or was he the captain? Of the doggies played. Don't know. Doggy supporters would know because that's what they have to look back on right now. As a doggy, as a doggy's player. Speaking of Charlie Sutton, the bond was the fourth, fourth, fourth. Yeah, he's right, the lad. Fourth best and fairest to the bond at the age of twenty-four, twenty-five. Is that his age or is he a bit older? No, that's about it. I'm not exactly sure, but. Well, Clary will probably take out his third BNF at the age of 24. Third he or fourth? He seems to go all right, that lad. Oh. And you, you know when you're his prime yet. <laughs> Same with Petrarca. They're still a couple of years away from being in their prime. Luke Jackson. Oh, my God. 
second year and, and he'll be the best ruckman in two or three years in the I, comp. I love mine. how we we speak about in the in footy. Oh, but bigger blokes take a bit longer. This bloke's taken about three and a half minutes, Has, and just and he's not even a footballer. We'll get we'll get back to that because that draft year is something we can speak of because. Let's just say Melbourne hit it out the park with those three picks. That year? That year. And what are you talking about, that year? And the four or five years before that as well. They haven't missed in five years. Have not missed. And for all the critiquing they were getting, um, they have not missed. But let's rewind the weekend uh, right back to before the game, what we did leading up. Did you have a fun trip, Danny? It was okay, Luke. It's nice to go to the. Uh, it's uh, like going back to 2019. The Mark McGowan Republic of Western Australia. It, it was a time warp, wasn't it? Like the moment you got off the plane, and you took your mask off and you put it in your pocket. You didn't I did not see a mask, um, anything, for the remainder of the trip until in, we got back in to the, the airport. car. In the car on the way to the airport, I was like, "Oh shit, where's my mask?" Because I was like. Oh. Haven't touched it no, in a week. I fished out my suitcase. I was like, oh, shit. But um, amazing, the, the lead-up to that grand final. We got there and you could tell it was a bit. there was a buzz around that mm. it wasn't just an ordinary week in Perth. Everyone was saying, are you here for the footy? And um, Beautiful weather. Beautiful weather. But um, the argument for the grand final to move around from stadium to stadium for me is a good one, but... We all know we could argue it and, and sign petitions and do whatever until the cows come home, but I don't think it's ever going to be changed. Yeah, I don't. I don't agree with that. You don't reckon? I think. I think the commercial reality of it is there's a chance it will change. They have to pay a load of money to the Victorian government then because they've got a fifty-year contract which they've broken twice already. So uh, the AFL hasn't broken the contract. Hmm, big government is. I don't know. Yeah. So the AFL's paying them. I'd. Assume the AFL's paying them for not having it there. But both years, no, both years they got extra years put on the contract. Oh, there you go. So, which they didn't deserve, so. But, um. Still can't believe that contract was orchestrated and signed. Only two years ago, wasn't it? Mm. Year and a half. Two or three. Yeah. Two or three years ago. So, the the argument for it to move around was uh, was completely and utterly that set a light uh, how good how good it was in Perth. When Jared Waitley brought it up on 360 and was just a matter of fact and wasn't, there was no emotion and it was interesting hearing a Victorian that usually they'd just get emotional about it saying, oh, no, we're not, we've got a contract. Very protective of it, aren't they? But but Jared was realistic about it and was, um, but I've since heard Hutchie on it. And I think Hutchie wields a fair bit of power, don't you? Uh, no, I don't think I know. You know? Yeah. He's, he's, he's just under Gill as the most powerful man in football. Um, Close, though. I think he might, uh, <laughs> might wield a bit more power than Gill, actually. He tells Gill what to do. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, he said, extend the contract to Victoria for the grand final. Make it 100 years. Which, add in all these extras. But, but say every fourth year... So one in four years, it goes somewhere else. But what's the point of doing that one in four? If you're going to do it one in four, do it every year. Like, I know we don't have enough stadiums, but you say, no, right, you no, s- you've got to have a stadium that can hold X amount and can deliver. No, but the Victoria government aren't going to allow the contract to be broken for oh, every I know, year. I know. So, so that's, the, that's the bit of give and take in it. Well, I can tell you right now, if it was in Perth every year, I wouldn't really be, uh, wouldn't really be whinging about that because that stadium to pretty watch good stadium it, to watch it at. And um, that was my first first visit to Perth since that stadium's been around. So, well, we watched the eighteen qualifying final. Uh, sorry, eighteen prelim. We were up a little bit higher on level two. Even level two, when you get to the back of that, she's pretty steep. Yeah. Um, but the viewing of the ground. The lights, the the the, weird, the thing you see there. There's no four light towers or five light towers. All um, the lights are built into the stadium, yeah. shining on the ground. One criticism I've got, and this is nothing to do with Perth, Western Australia, the government, the stadium. Um, 
why the fuck do you bother with pyrotechnics at daytime? That's <laughs> uh, the uh, the million dollar question. Like, might as well just have a bonfire. It was just smoke what? everywhere. You couldn't see the fireworks, and it was just they uh, keep doing it. And the flamethrower, flamethrower at daytime, just yeah. just gives you a just hot. Don't worry about it. Just gives you an unwanted hot face. Yeah. Yeah, and the sun was doing a good enough job of that. You sit there and when the flame goes up, like, did I just lose my bloody eyebrows? <laughs> you think it's gone up. But um, the show they put on, uh, for for a grand final that was put together in what? A couple of minutes. Seven, eight weeks? Mm. It was longer. It was about four or five weeks before the finals, yeah. Um, they got together pre-game entertainment, half-time entertainment. Birds of Tokyo. When, when we Amazing. talk about... Um, you said before about uh, Super Bowl halftime mm. entertainment's just been announced. How many months away is that? Six. And it's already been announced. Yet, yet this has happened in that shorter period of time. And oh. it was really good. But everyone tries comparing it with America. Like, we don't have these hot, we don't have these huge names in our country to do this. You've got to pay a shit ton of money to get them to come out from America anyway. So, comparing to the, the Super Bowl is bit rich but they use local talent there um on on saturday birds of tokyo perth um which was the eskimo joe which they? was the smart eskimo joe from wa or the sa or the either uh, way they were able to get into the yep. state but they were they were amazing before the game johnny and butler yep johnny the, butler the opera singer that's got no idea of tempo oh yeah probably should have had a look at that before they went ahead Mm. Look at the end. Don't go high. Just keep it at the normal level. But that didn't matter. I didn't really hear the end because I was one of those first dickheads. Like, Come on! No, that's that's what you meant to do. That's exactly what you yep. meant to do. And everyone went along with it. But just to start up, we were in there. The pregame was good. Once the sun started going down, I wasn't... At first I thought Twilight. I don't know. It was sensational because yeah, I, I was the sun went down... And and I was always about, nah, keep it at 2 o'clock, keep it at 2.30, whatever it is, it's all good, but I'm, I'm on board. And all the dickheads that talk about, I'm flabbergasted how many times you're on the radio going, but what about the barbecues? What about the family? It couldn't be a better time at 4 o'clock kick-off because you can get there, you can have your, your tour. Everyone come round at 1 o'clock, cook the barbie, eat, and then nestle in for the footy. Do you know how many grand final barbies I've been to where... Like halfway through the first quarter. Right, food's up. Fuck off. Like, the game started. I wanted that food earlier. You yeah. didn't deliver. I'm not eating it. <laughs> With a twilight, there's none of that. Yeah. You cook, you eat. You go, right, guys, pre-game starting in a minute. And bang. Time of your life. But being at it, yeah. The, the sun going down, setting. Or was it about half time? And I, I don't understand up. the kid thing. Oh, but what about the kids that can't watch it? Why can't they watch it? They can watch it. The game will finish at seven thirty, eight o'clock, and then and then just be tired tomorrow. <laughs> Have a sleep in. Believe it or not, the world doesn't revolve around the kids go to bed. Now we'll get into the game then. Okay. What were your finer points from the game, Lukey? Well, we'll start off when the ball went up and went bang. It was uh, Jack Viney showed his intent early. Just went bang at the first contest and you thought this is going to be a good hard not, slog. And not a bad day to play your 150th. Not a bad... Was this 150th? 150th. Jeez, no Which I'd completely forgotten about until today. I don't think many people knew about that apart from probably uh, the Viney family. But uh, the... And haven't heard it mentioned since the... No, I've heard, heard it pre-game. See, that's a stat you'd keep. You, you, you'd know that stuff, old Rain Man. Well done. I read it today as well. <laughs> well, that that opening quarter though, they just they went bang, 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 and you thought, oh, this could be a bit of a bit of a Melbourne Geelong feel about it because the same thing they got four goals to one, and and then just out of nowhere, the Bulldogs in the second quarter and like flipped even, it on even its head. that domination, Caleb Daniels' first quarter um, was. Really good. Like, what do you have? Twenty six in the first half, and only six of them were from kickouts. Actually, yeah, six for the game might have been from kickouts. I've watched a bit of the replay. Um, 
a lot of them were those little cheap posses across yeah. half back. Like they weren't, they weren't midfield posses. But good on him. Yeah, but he's yeah, not a midfielder. Off. I know. But what I'm saying is, he didn't get that. Those hard possessions. They were just cheap posses across half back. Yeah, but that's also not his job. He he sets it up. Yeah. <laughs> o- okay. Anyway, <laughs> the. Uh, the second quarter of Bond. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Trelaw, um going forward to... Trelaw was their best for, uh, for the entirety of the game. You reckon? Yeah. Uh, I still say Bond. No. no. I still say Bond. Yep. I say Bond, my opinion. Um, their second quarter, though, they looked like they had Melbourne on toast at halftime. And they went into... Two-goal lead? I must admit, I did think at one stage during the second quarter, or it might have been, might have been early in the third, I thought, oh, fuck, the mood's going to be damp tonight. Well, they, they, they were on top. Um, they found a way to get back into the game and then hit the lead and then extended it. And I was sitting there and I kept looking up at the scoreboard and I'm like, it, it, it's six goals to one, mm. seven. What has happened here? Not only is a lead that I thought Melbourne were going to build on come in to to nothing, they've also gone into deficit in, at half time. And in no time. In no time. And every time they kept going forward and the, the Melbourne boys just didn't, they weren't they weren't playing their brand of footy, they contested hard footy and they just went to sleep for that, that quarter. Having a look at uh, some player stats today, Clayton Oliver's stats in the second quarter. Yeah, they couldn't win out in the middle. Yeah. And that's if you watch the replay, if people are saying, oh, their defence was leaky. It doesn't matter how good your defence is. If your midfield's not winning it and it's just coming in on your head. Poor old Harrison Petty. There, there at one stage, every time the ball came in, it went straight to his man. And, it's like and then he got moved and it went to that guy too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the poor fellow was looking at it going, uh, any chance you blokes winning a clearance? But to, uh, they, they made their changes at halftime and they stemmed the flow for that first... Half of that third quarter. Yeah. But the, the doggies kicked that goal. They went to 19 points. Big old uh, Timmy, Timmy English hit the post and put it to 19 points. If he converted that, who knows? Who knows what would have happened? Um, but he didn't. And then one of the greatest rampages in history unfolded. Watch, watching the other night, I was still just baffled by, by the number one, the quality. But the quantity. Oh. And it just was, it, it was, you know when you're on, um, <laughs> you know when you're playing AFL Live back in the day <laughs> and you'd have it on easy mode and you'd just go, ruck, clearance, bounce, bounce, goal. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was in that last 40 seconds. You're like, someone's got it, someone's just put it on easy mode and, and done the old autoplay. <laughs> Bang. It was unbelievable. The the biggest one was obviously Jacko going into the ruck and... <sighs> They've spoken about how Gorney came and off and, then and the, said, "Leave and then him the out captain there. saying, "No, captain, don't he's staying. He is on fire." And um, the other one as well. They said the runner came out to to track and Clary, and I said, "Just play like possession, short kick and mark." And they were like, "No, we're no. Oh, we're we're on. We're on. We can put another one or two here." Which they which they did. And um, in the stadium, though, it went the mood around the ground. Within minutes was a bit more quiet, and the Bulldogs guys yeah. up are about. It was within five minutes. It was turned on its head, Just and the bo- the doggy supporters you could see in the stadium at three quarter time. I reckon they all knew they were done. They were like, "Wow, if, if we get one more goal, yeah. if they get a goal at the start of the last quarter, she's all over." And it was. So Petrarca, seven bucks. Thanks for coming for Normie. I was pretty happy about that. I think everyone in our row was. Uh, I think we all had him. But to have 39 and not have a possession in the last five minutes. It's five minutes of game time as well, not five yeah. actual minutes. He was on 40 and then champion data have gone I've and robbed him. him. Simon <laughs> Blacks. <laughs> Someone's done him a nasty and gone, oh, we can't have a record breaking. We can't break that many records today. Let's take one off him. Now, that dribble kick. <sighs> How excited did uh, Caesar get on that triple kick? Well, I, I think you saw the wet patch. <laughs> I, I, I 
peed myself. Uh, jumped in the air. I think I knocked over a beer. Um, I was... Um, that put him in front or within the lead? Listening to the commentary. Your when I watch the replay. Like, talk about underwhelming bit of commentary. Like, it was phenomenal, that dribble. I've hammered Bruce. Not that I've hammered Bruce. I've said he's gotten old and he's kind of lost his way. That would have been a moment where Bruce absolutely dragged you in as a, as a commentator. And James well, Brace was like, oh, good goal. Oh. Well, well, I haven't heard Hutto or Jared Waitley yet. But, um, but one piece of Hutto that I have heard, uh, no, Jared that I have heard, is the end of the match. Do you have that audio? Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Good boy. You want to hear it? Play it, thanks. Okay, here we go. This is Jared Whateley from SEN at the end as his final, final siren's about to blow. As the clock ticks down, the tears well up. Keep your eye on the red and the blue. At the final bell, it's a grand new flag. 57 years of torment eased and a curse lifted as McDonald puts the last flourish straight through the middle. Oh, how good is he? I just love the fact... He's the best in the game. How he's not on TV? You know, like, grand like grand new flag paying homage to their song, Grand Old Flag. Um, the 57 years of torment, the curse is lifted. The eyes, everything in The there. eyes well up. The, cl- no, the clock ticks down, the eyes well up. He's, he, he's obviously on Foxtel on 360. Yeah. He must have a contract with SEN to do the commentary. That's why they don't have him for commentary on yeah. Fox or something. Because how can you have the best caller in the game not calling it on, on TV? Yeah. Well, he is a real old school nuff, though, isn't he? He loves the, he loves the radio commentary. Yeah. He's a real... Because he's a... Match pi- day. Picture painter. Picture, he's, yeah. He's a... He's, a, he's he's the best in the business, yeah. but uh, Hutto which, as well. Which is a horrible thing that's usually trotted out way too often. The best in the business. But Who says that? Oh, every time someone interviews someone on radio that that people don't like. Jared okay. Waitley, the best in the business. Yeah. But he is. Oh, the, him yeah. and Hutto. It's like he's Love got. A, it's like he's like looking at the game with a thesaurus. Just, just under his eye line yep. to, to bring out words that we haven't heard in a long time mashed into his commentary. Wouldn't really. mind knowing what he had because that's clearly scripted and planned. Like he jots down a few things. It'd be nice knowing what he had for the doggies. If they won. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he does script it. I reckon he's that good. I'm not saying he scripts it, but yeah. he definitely jots a few things down. Bit like Gorney. Gorney was good. Bring it at home. Or even track. Tracks after game interview. Very emotional. When he couldn't talk. He, he couldn't thought, talk. Can't actually talk now. And what did he say? We've done it, baby. Um the emotion of, of of it all, must admit. My emotions got the better of me. Yeah. Even three quarter time I said to my younger brother, I said, fuck, I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna burst into tears right now, and he didn't answer me. He just, he just looked at, looked at, looked at him because he was exactly the same. Like it was emotional roller coaster. Like one minute you're sitting there thinking, "Oh, we're a couple of goals away from this being put to bed," to be going a couple more goals away and we are home. And uh, when Fritchie and Brown, oh, was it Fritchie or, or Brown kicked the first one in the last Brown, I think, yeah. and then I think Bailey Fritch kicked the next one. That was it for me. Paley Fritch, he was handy. First Just player since one uh, D Jarman, DG Darren Jarman to uh, did I say DG? <laughs> Dyslexic clown, DJ <laughs> to kick six in a grand final, and um, guess who was playing in that game? The, uh, Mel- the Melbourne coach, uh, Simon Goodwin. Simon Goodwin. We'll touch on Simon soon. I've got a list of people from Facebook that I've screenshotted for 18 years and I need to just do rebuttals for... for 18 the, years or 18 the, months? 18 months. <laughs> this episode could go for 17 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, better yet, 
Wait, why don't we go back? Why don't we spend the whole night going back through all their comments? Just going wrong, wrong, <laughs> wrong, incorrect, incorrect, no, incorrect. <laughs> but um, yeah, from from a from a uh, Melbourne point of view, I haven't been a, a one-eyed supporter like all those fans have for so long. I've got mates who are who are one-eyed Melbourne supporters, and they've they've copped it for years. And uh, seeing the messages from them and how much it meant to them. You can only imagine if your team hasn't won in your lifetime, mm. which is probably eighty percent or seventy percent of Melbourne supporters. How, how massive that was on Saturday night! It'd, it'll be good to uh, for them to get a few younger supporters coming through too, because it'd be there's probably a bit of a void of of younger ones. Because well, why would you be? Well, the thing is, uh, for a club like. Um, Probably what Bulldogs were before they broke their drought. Yep. Clubs like Melbourne is you go for who your parents go for. So all those old Melbourne people, their kids would generally go from. They probably over a long time haven't attracted those fresh kids who pick their own team. Oh, I'm going for Melbourne. I like, I love Petrarca. I'm going to yeah. start going for them. Yep. I haven't had that for twenty years. Now they're going to have that, and like Richmond did when they had their uh, when Richmond had their grand final drought breaker. Their membership went through the roof. People started, as they say, jumping on the bandwagon. And um, I said it in the, the potty before before uh, the grand final. The, whether they won or whether they lost, it, I did. I firmly believe it's not. It wasn't going to be the first or last time they were going to be in a grand final for a while. Because the age profile, yeah. average age twenty four. Bulldogs was twenty eight. Yeah. And they don't, they're not an old side, the Bulldogs. Yep. So you can see how young that Melbourne side is. It, it could well be, and I'm not saying it, but it could well be the start of a, a long-running... Well, it should be. It, it should like, be. Like Hawthorne did, like uh, yep. Brisbane did, Geelong, and to an extent Richmond did. They had four like, years of it. Like The only thing that's going to hurt them is if they won again next year, certain blokes asking for more money... And this is the thing, if they have a... The culture seems very much a, a culture of we are one. Yeah. And um, Yeah, and... The, if, if players are staying, they're all going to work together to keep that team together because, as you, as you know, when, when, when there isn't one player taking the fair share of it, it, it works out. Hawthorne, they, they, they weren't paying everyone big money yeah. back then. Brisbane never were. We had, we had Simon Black, Voss, all these guys... Akamanas, they back then five six hundred grand was like your huge money. Yep. I don't think any of them were on that. No. They were all spread out evenly. Going, we're, we're going to be and we're going to be together for a while. And particularly Brisbane, what do they have? Three brand low medalists there at the time. I in the grand final week, I caught the the Port Adelaide Brisbane grand final. Yep. My God, the players of both sides. Yeah. Like I'm not one to blow up Port, but. <laughs> they had some absolute names in it. Very good shot. But from both sides, it's astounding how good all the players were. Well, when you think about what like Lappin was that other midfielder from Brisbane. Fab four. Who wasn't a Brownlow medalist. And Luke Power was like the yeah. fifth wheel. <laughs> like, he's a rotation. <laughs> like when Luke Power was a rotation, holy moly, they had such an amazing side. And that I, I firmly believe this is what Melbourne are on the verge of. They can all stick together. They all keep doing what they're doing. They all keep that hunger and fire going. Like Max Gorn said when he got off the plane to Melbourne. Like, they've just won a flag. He's already saying, yeah, great. Yep. We've got to get to work yep. and do it in front of our home t- our, our people yeah, next year. Crowd, yep. So, yeah. And yeah. like the good things, other good things, like off-field things, like Wiedemann re-signing. Yeah, where there was uh, – this is a kid that – couldn't break into the side, had a couple of games, and there's, there's all this talk about how good he can be. And clearly could have got more, more money elsewhere. Could have got like, double the money and like, played like every game at Collingwood yep. or at, or at um, one of those clubs that are crying out for a, a leading forward. But he's going, no, nah, I want to be a part of this. This and Doesn't matter about the financial loss. Like, it's it's, it's going to be they, good. They obviously had to shell out a bit of money for a couple of recruits uh, in May and Lever, but whew, if you could say money well spent. <laughs> and like I've always said about Jake Lever, he's made to look good by the key defenders in his side. 
Stephen May and Harrison Petty make him look good, but they but he makes them look good as well. I still think you don't give him enough credit. You watch how many spoils he just breaks off and destroys a pack and I just gave him credit, mate. <laughs> it's hard for you, isn't it? No, I, mate. I was standing a centimetre away from him Saturday night after the game. I was more than happy for him. Uh, oh, no, word for word. <laughs> I still said, have I said, I'm not over the fact that you left me, <laughs> but I'm happy for you tonight. It's, it's like it's like going to your ex-wife's marriage <laughs> to the next wedding. I'm not over for you, but I'm glad you're happy. <laughs> Hey, but when obviously Caesar and the publican got to enjoy the festivities with a lot of players over the weekend, and uh, yeah, that Thank, back, that thankfully Helen got me in everywhere. <laughs> that that back three, um, a lot taller in person. Sorry, huge is the, the Jake word Kelly on. is proper gorilla. Jake he's, Kelly, uh, Jake um, Lever Lever, he's proper massive. He just towered over me. I was like, oh. Jeez, you're a big boy. Stephen May, massive. Like Petty. Harrison, Harrison Petty's a big dude. Like he was, he was and like his dad's not. He was almost the same size. He wasn't that much shorter than Ben Brown. And Ben yeah. Brown's huge. But uh, yes, to to be a part of... Benny Brown. Big boy. Imagine leaving the bottom side. Sorry, no, no. Oh, oh, getting oh, told. Getting told. See ya. Jog on, champ. We're the Spooners. You can't get a game with us. Now he's Premier. Hey, like them apples. <laughs> so Ben Brown, uh, who else had a bit of a redemption stories this year? Um, McDonald, obviously, was... They were look, looking to trade or entertain some trades. You all right there, mate? Yeah, shouldn't have whippersnipped the backyard today. <laughs> Some sort of alien on the wall, I know. <laughs> um, McDonald didn't have a great grand final, got his two goals, but um, big reversal of where he was going to be. Um, had him on the trade what, table. What about the goal after the game? I can't goal understand that. I, I've said it to you so many times. If I've just won a premiership, the siren's gone. I'm not finishing off that kick. I'm barreling it into the stands and going to dry up my teammates. But one metre away, there was a there was a fifteen man pile up. Tom, did we, were you on a bonus? If you kick two or more goals in the GF, you get an extra fifty grand on your matches. Or there wasn't percentage needed. I'm blown away by it. But hey, he got the goal. He's he's listed now as a multiple goal kicker. Just wanted to get his in name. In Premiership, just, just wanted to get his name a little what, bit higher what, up in the paper. One higher run. One higher run. Um, but there was some almighty celebrations in those rooms after. It was uh, there was some funny stuff going on. Brayshaw um, running around like a headless chook. You had uh, Brayshaw's brother running Brayshaw's around for three days with his helmet on. Literally wore a helmet for three days. I don't think he took it off. Um, this was his younger brother, his youngest brother. There was the other Brayshaw in there looking around thinking, oh, a bit better than three, eh? Um, and, uh, yeah... And then, uh, obviously, a couple of COVID scares, thanks to some <laughs> escapees were in the rooms too. So that was a bit of a worry when we flew back to Adelaide and heard that. We're like, great, that's all we want to hear. <laughs> but uh, it was a uh, very special weekend for the family. Um, Danny got to be a part of it. I think, you, I think you enjoyed it, didn't you? I'm part of the family, mate. That's what Tim told me. Tim said, welcome to the family. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there was a at one point the family, the big family dinner or the lunch, and I think you were you were getting more. Jeez, you're blowing up there, mate. You were getting more love from my family than I was. So that's that's what understandable. No, you're right. <laughs> uh, where to for uh, the losers? Don't want to call them that, but. Whew. Well, they lost the game, so... 100-point turnaround. Um. They, um, when you go back to the likes of um, Port Adelaide and Geelong and the 119 thing, and that was 
the entire game. Yeah. That from a start, that they were jumped and never got back. But this happened in a half an hour. It was it was a hundred hundred point turnaround, or was it ninety ninety two point turnaround from that moment when old English hit the post, or or when Maxi tried to milk a free over Caleb hey, Daniel. Hey, you can't give credit to Jane, Tony Jones for saying that was the turning point of the game. No, I wasn't saying that was a turning point, but from <laughs> but that from that point, from that point, I'm not saying that had anything to do with it. But I actually had a look at it today in the background. What um, the replay of the Sunday Footy Show with Tony Jones saying 117 <laughs> times that I loved the what he asked. He asked Petrarca, "Would you say it was the turning point?" He goes, "Oh no." <laughs> and the panel just erupted like, "Shut up, Tony, you moron!" I love Tony. See, that's what he's smart because. He hams up the dickedness, yeah. and uh, uh, <laughs> he. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I just love the reactions he got from Petrarca. Petrarca's like, nah. <laughs> um, going over to the speeches now. We've just we've actually got the game in the background. Uh, Corny doing his speech. Obviously, someone got to do a speech, but um, it was very good saying thanking Gil McLaughlin. And old Gil was out there with him in the huddles and... And, and Gil nodded, yes, nodded. I deserve thanks. Thank God someone finally recognised me. Um, but oh, who, who just flashed on the screen? Gary Lyon. Gary Lyon. So there's a, a... Yeah, he was... Bit of a competition between Gary and Bernard. See who could insert themselves into a premiership more. You know what though? Bernie deserved to be inserted to that more. He played with them. He played with probably half that side. He retired in two years ago? Three years ago. I think it was 18 he retired, end of 18. So he knew a few... Oh, so he played in that prelim? No, I've got a feeling he might have been injured. Or if he did retire earlier than that, the year before. But I think that was his last year. Was that yeah. was the prelim 18 or 17? 18. 18. Crows was... The magical year of the Crow was 2017. So I think that was the year of the Tigger. <laughs> um, what were we talking about again? Um, people inserting themselves into prison. Ah, that's it. Um, yes, I think Bernie deserved to insert himself a little more, same as he didn't bag the players and the coaches for the majority of know, 2019. Did he, did he take the coach out for a meal during the week? or Did he take the coach out? Yeah. I don't know, he probably tagged along to well, it, though. The, the <laughs> other bloke that... Uh, uh, yeah, get, look, I think Gary's just a passionate man and uh, he, he was trying to call it as he see it, well, as he saw it. But I think uh, he's probably man enough to go, look, I might have been a bit harsh on you. I was harsh on you. I hope there's no ill feeling. But now but I, I, bloody I, fucking, love I fucking love you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was interested, uh, Jared Healy... Clearly not quite on board on Monday night on on the couch. Asked yeah. asked the premiership coach what sort of rev up Choco go the players at halftime. Yeah, I didn't didn't uh, he didn't really have much to say about that. I think the uh, premiership coach should have treated the question with the contempt it deserved. <laughs> What about and on that just mo- barraged him. What about on that Monday night? If anyone hasn't seen it, go back and watch three sixty um, and on the couch because uh, Simon and Petrarca are doing interviews from some pub they're at, and they're clearly from in the, the, mani- from in the, the manager's, manager's office. office. Um, at one point, Track's doing his, and the security walkie-talkie's going off, and he's 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 shitting a brick every time it happens, trying to turn it off. Then someone came in to collect some <laughs> some promo stuff. <laughs> and then Simon, someone else entered it. He's done the old turnaround. Hey, that's what happens when it's COVID times. You can't get your film crew over there. You got to worry. You got to do it on Zoom. Yeah. Um. The, the what uh, from us being involved, being at the after parties and everything. I actually did feel really bad, especially for you got players, families, everyone from Melbourne. That where they've waited this long. Some someone like Gorney's family, or they've been on the journey with him for at this club for. F- 14 years, 15 years. No. Um, the future captain, uh, 
past captains just gone home to yeah. be at the birth of right. his twins. Like if if there was no COVID, um, well, it would have been in Melbourne anyway. But Jones could have been there, been a part of it. But yep. players, families, like Simon's Simon's kids couldn't come over. He had to. He was on the field with his phone, um, instantly doing uh, doing a Zoom. Walked around, I think for the whole twenty five minutes, he'd had them on the phone just just being. But a part he of did. It. Or or he had the phone until Petrarca stole it. Yeah, Petrarca stole it. Um, uh, but then there's so many stories, like Michael Hibbard lost his brother uh, at the start of this year, or was it last year? Can't exactly remember when, but yeah. So he, he's, his best mate, his, his brother, as anyone that's got a brother would be, you imagine losing him, he's gone out to go fishing and never come home. Um, like that, Those things, and not to, for them to not have... Their direct family there, someone like Hibbo, that'd be pretty, pretty devastating. Um, but at the same time, pretty ecstatic too. He looked like he was enjoying himself on the weekend. Um, but uh, yeah, th- those things like that. This is the first time what you'll ever hear me say this. I really, really hope that the grand final is in Melbourne next year, mainly because put it back at the G. But if those players can get there again, if they can go back to back and it's at Melbourne, it'd be even bigger and better. Do I just ring Helen and book me ticket now? Or <laughs> well, mate, just get. Or now that I'm part of the family, I was just just get a Melbourne membership and we can we can just get the tickets next year. Okay. Yeah. Did you enjoy your weekend, mate? You, you, it's gone pretty well until well until the Korean barbecue joint <laughs> where I tried the, where I I, I was. Danny oh, let's was just say, just drunk enough to want the really hot chilli sauce. Uh, drunk Danny will quite easily um, take up a bet or a, or a dare. And I'm not... Didn't even really dare you, just said, would you eat it? Yep. I'm so not even... We'll, what, paint, we'll paint the picture first. What's pretty funny is I'm not even that much of a fan of chilli sauce. Well, we'll paint the picture. They, okay. they came out and had a couple of different sauces and she said, this is the mild one. Well, I'm like, yeah. And my nephew Josh and my brother Tim had a bit and... Some expletives come out like, along the lines of, oh, fuck, that's that's real hot. And I was like, that's the mild day. And so we asked him, why don't you bring out the hottest one you got? And she brought it out and it looked like she'd just got a, a bit on her on her nail and put it on the bottom. It wasn't that big. It wasn't a lot there. But we dared old Denial to, to have it. And, and could I just say, I stepped up to the plate. Stepped up to the plate, but almost had a heart attack and went to cardiac arrest. And well, I'm not going to lie. We have footage, so if we, I might edit it and take out a few little bits and just put in the bit where he realises how hot it is and his front lip swells up and it was pretty warm and uh, he starts sweating, but it looks like he's just been for a swim in the Perth River. <laughs> the swan. That wasn't the only funny thing from that uh, that uh, that, that dinner. Dollar. But different people in Perth. Oh, on the way out, <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. Has any just anyone listening? Just let us know. Have you ever seen a bloke go to pay for the bill with him and his girlfriend and have her crack the shits and punch him in the face eighty seven thousand times? Because he was paying. <laughs> we saw that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, she, we proceeded to ask her politely, "What on earth is going on here?" Excuse me. And um, she unpolitely turned and said, <laughs> "What the fuck are you gonna do?" Um, and then I said, "Oh, we'll pay your bill. We'll pay your bill." <laughs> and that just set her off again. So we, we we got out of there real quick and watched her assault her boyfriend eighty five more times out the front as we hopped in the Uber and off we went. Imagine, Beautiful spot, Perth. <laughs> imagine being that upset about someone paying for your meal that that's your reaction. Yeah, um, we've got a. We'll talk. We'll talk about the grand final, but there's there's one part of the the grand final that was probably probably my favourite part of the grand final weekend was the Sunday session at uh, <laughs> at the Cottesloe. Um, got big beers there. Yes, yes, big beers. Um, also, a couple of your Melbourne mate friends. They. They came to the Cottesloe because they, they didn't know the Melbourne Arts Party was there. They had booked a table there weeks in advance. And There's um, only one place to be uh, on Sunday in Perth. <laughs> and uh, 
they they managed to get in with us to to the party, and I believe they they I believe your mate Max said to me about four times, "This is the greatest day <laughs> of my life," <laughs> and uh, it was a pretty good day. I must admit, seeing seeing all the players getting up and dancing and. You don't some you don't know them from a bar of soap. They sit there talk to you. We had Mad Jack Daw talking with us, and oh, holy shit, is he massive! <laughs> when he shook my hand, it was just like, oh my god, how big are your hands? Oh, mammoth! And the yeah, nicest guy, lovely lad. Um, signed on, signed on again. Clayton Oliver, my new BFF, yeah. gave me his armband. They'd have some drinks. Part of the family. Part of the family. <laughs> you just... It was annoying. But the, there was one... Of the, going, speaking of Clary, he, uh, he in the rooms after the game, we ran out of beer. <laughs> Number one, how do you run out of beer after a premiership? Number two, especially when your sponsor is Furphy and that's the beer coming in. They just, the, the moment they tipped it into the ice thing, it was, it was gone. Then there was a... <laughs> Simon and Clary went over there. He got a bottle of champagne. And he told Simon to scull it. So Simon had a quick scull. He said, well, you've got a return of serve. And Clary's young 24-year-old body didn't like sculling champagne after a game of football. Came up pretty quick. Probably, <laughs> it probably wasn't the fact that it was after a game of football. It probably just doesn't like champagne. Just, just didn't like it. But then, uh, yeah, had a bit of a spew in front of everyone. And um, that was... <laughs> I don't think he was too proud of himself at that moment, but nicest guy. And you sit there talking to him, you realise he's a 24-year-old, though. He's he's a... Might have a future in front of him, that lad. He might. Football. What do you reckon? Yeah, he goes all right. We are talking about it a couple of weeks ago, but can you imagine at the start of the year someone says, at the end of the year, you're going to get 31 Brownlow votes? You'd be like... But you won't (laughs) win. (laughs) Surely I've won it in a landslide. Oh, no, no. You're third. You're not even second. You're third. So I reckon if he, um, mind you, if he didn't have probably Petraka in his side, he probably would have got forty votes. I reckon he. I reckon he might have been happy with his consolation prize, though. Just a premiership. Yep. So, yeah, the the Cottesloe was a lovely day, lovely quiet day. <laughs> the coach was up on Gorney's shoulders. Um, a very funny video that if you if you've got the time, get on Insta and have a look. Does his horns with his mangled <laughs> pinky finger. finger? Something needs to be done about that. Maybe he's got to go the Brett Backwell and just chop it off. <laughs> Brett Backwell did that too, did he? Yeah, Mouse did it. Yeah. It was actually uh, how long ago was that? We were we were in SNFL. It was when it was Adelaide Oval before they knocked it over. Like had the what was the stand down the southern end. Um, Bradman stand? Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, we were watching the game there and um, Brett Back was actually sitting with us and Simon was one row back and he said g'day and he was actually saying, yeah, I've had the had the old pinky, I'm getting it chopped off next week. Yeah. And uh, then he went on then he went on the David Letterman show one night, <laughs> we're watching Late Night Letterman. Like, is, that, is that Brett Backwell on David Letterman? And me and Porch were like, nah, we're just paro. No, nah, it was. He's talking about how he chopped his finger off. Uh, hang on. <laughs> Have you not heard it? I'll show you later. Look on YouTube. So Brett Backwell used to play for West East Glenelg, Carl- Carlton. Um, good lad, coach PAC uh, for a few years. Now coaches Brighton. But yeah, on David Letterman. Big show in America. They pulled how, him up on stage. Was oh, so he was just a crowd member. No, I don't know how it came about. I think they were asking. Oh, I've got to ask the story, but I don't know how it came about. But it says at the start of the show, "These are our guests tonight," and AFL guy straight from Australia, Brad Backwell's on tonight. <laughs> He's on there talking about cutting his finger off. Yeah, I've never heard of I'll this. I'll bring it up on YouTube after. It's it's quite funny because it's. I think he's got long hair there or whatever it is, but yeah. So I think Simon might have to cut it off and. Just do the horn on the other finger, but what a weekend, mate. That Big was pretty good. It's pretty good. Thanks for letting me commandeer your family occasion. Yeah, that's all right. Maybe next year. Don't know. Melbourne might be able to bring a few over. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so we've got what? 
trade week coming up. Oh, so excited. Maybe we'll, we'll have a little bit of a chat now, but maybe we should just go in fresh for a trade week episode. Yeah, no. I think, I think we'll just do a... Do a tradie. Yep. There's a lot on the horizon. There's a lot that needs to be hashed out. Collingwood need to somehow get points yeah. and pick up two players. I'm, I'm baffled they've, as how they're going to do it. They've got four picks and the first one's 31. Yep. And they're in deficit by about 800 now. They don't have enough, anywhere near enough points to get it to jump to number one to get Dacos if he's called at one. Yeah, that's if he's called at one. Which I think they will do. But what about the North Melbourne story? There is there is word to the last two days that North Melbourne are open to... They said it has to be a monster deal. Monster but deal. we are prepared for a monster deal to trade pick one. What? There's no time that Adelaide's needed to move on it. And what does monster deal now. mean, though, Luke? Well, what do you regard as monster anymore? Do you put value on the player trading or the value on the picks? If it's value on the picks, you'd have to have maybe Adelaide's pick four and their first round pick next year. Done. Uh, which Done. Horn Francis Done. is that good a player. Um, whether North Melbourne think that's a monster deal to go to number one, who knows? Maybe North Melbourne have had a player that they've had their eye on for 18 months that they know they might have it picked for anyway. So that that's that's where that where they might be open to giving away pick one. Maybe they're not looking at Horn Francis because they haven't interviewed him. Can you believe that? What? Hasn't spoken to him. What do you mean? He said on five double A, I have not spoken to North Melbourne yet. They have not made contact with me. The draft's what, six weeks away? <laughs> He's touted as the best number one pick in a while as well. So is there anyone else he hasn't spoken to? Um, I don't know. I'm hearing most have spoken to him, if not all. Astounding. Astounding. But if it was a player, would you bundle a player with pick four to do uh, it? My theory, we've just signed up young, not young, but Matt Crouch. That gives you leverage to say, look, you want to go home? We'll send you home. Um, Is that age profile fit your? How old's Crouch? Not that old, 20, yeah, 25 or 6. Yeah, I'd say, so still I'd say his age. They can't just have kids, just like Adelaide can't have kids too. Yeah. Um, but if you trade out Crouch plus pick four, would that be enough to get to pick one? I'd say, I'd think it would be. I'm more than happy with pick four in our first round next year. Done. Yeah. I don't think it's what we're happy with, though. It's obviously, does North, like you said, does North Melbourne regard that as a monster, monster deal? Maybe, and I know recruiters look at trade, uh, they look at drafts in two or three years' time. So no doubt North Melbourne yeah. and other clubs have got players that are eyeing off for next year. Maybe they're looking at that thinking, there's another gun that we want that could go top five next year. So, I don't think... Oh, like I said, it's, it's, it all depends on what they think the value of these picks are and what they might want to trade. They might want to buy, any, buy draft in, in eight, eight, 14 months' time in the next draft. So, if they think that, this, that there's a top five that they want next year that they... Well, there's two top fives they want next year. Do the deal. What do you think, people? Adelaide supporters out there, do you think that is a good deal? Our pick this year and next year's first rounder for pick one? Or even not Adelaide supporters. Whatever club you support. What about anyone, uh, your club, what, what you would what give would up for pick What would you be happy for your club to do? And, and Or what do you think other clubs could do? Pose that question and put it on our Facebook. Maybe later on in the week when the trade uh, trade week starts heating up, hey, get us get us through the next few weeks while there's no footy on. Tomorrow's not a public holiday in Melbourne, is it? No. Right. They had that last week. Right. On the Friday. For a grand final, they haven't had for two years. <laughs> they kept that public holiday. It's handy when you're locked up at home to have a public holiday. Hey guys, you don't have to go to work. I can't already, Dan. 
the Tiggers couldn't get it done today in the Sandful Grand Final, mate. Can't believe I just said Sandful. Yeah, you're not. You're better than that. Sorry, NFL. Apologies to everyone. <laughs> Tigers, they were top all year. They were seventeen and one. Lost their first final. One now lost the grand final. It's just all falling apart at the wrong time. Pretty, pretty ordinary four weeks for the Tigs. Eagles got a fair side. Riley Knight, both the, Menzels. So they've won three out of the last four under eighteen mm. premierships. So and the, and back to back today, ten different players. <laughs> ten different players from last year's premiership side. Jeez. Fair club. They've become a powerhouse in the last, well, even, even 10 years ago, you had that Eagle side winning a fair few GFs. So are they the new Centrals? Could well be. Well, they're looking all right. Hmm. Well, mate, this is really the end of the footy season, potties. We're going to enter trade weeks and, and the draft coming up. And yeah, the real stuff starts. Your favourite time of the year. Yep. Have you got the song queued up? Or I, I do have a song ready to go. Oh. This has never happened is, before. Is this, is this you picking a song for once? This has never happened before. Usually, I'd, usually I'm not allowed to um, uh, pick the song, so you, you're usually the uh, musical director. Oh, we'll so. throw it to your song. All Thank right. you very much. Up the D's. And if you didn't hear it anywhere else, S. Goodwin, Coach of the Year. <laughs> And premiership coach, don't forget, Lugie. Oh, yeah, and that. All right. See you later, guys. Thanks, folks. <laughs> oh, good choice. You See like that? Peeps. My lover's got no money. He's got his strong beliefs. My lover's got no power. He's got his strong beliefs. My lover's got no fame, he's got his strong beliefs. My lover's got no money, he's got his strong beliefs. One more and more, people just want more and more freedom and love. What he's looking for, one more and more, people just want more and more freedom and love. What he's looking for, free from desire, mind and senses purified, free from desire.
Hey Amelia, go D's.